What can I do? Welcome to the very first edition of Fuqua's Forte. My name is Jacob Fuquay. I am your host. I'm the lead guitarist, lead singer of Redland. Uh, to my buddies playing with me, Mr. Dylan Dryden and Jeff Simpson. We give them props. These guys continue to keep me doing what I'm doing. Make sure that I show up when I show up at the gig and show up mentally. You know, they keep me on my toes. This is the very first edition of Fuqua's Forte. Uh, we're going to take... Your calls in just a moment. You can go over there and dial my number. I will take your phone call at this time. Will not be live, and neither will we play it for after I have recorded this. This is going to go on the internet, and you guys will not know when this goes on. It just will, and then you're going to be like, "Oh my God, he recorded this earlier. What a dick! This is not the same thing as I thought it was. Where's our money back?" We're going to get into uh, some main topics today, um, but the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the thing I was just playing earlier, Jeff playing uh, guitar there, playing guitar for, um, I don't know how long, good lord, probably eight, nine hours while we were there. The very first thing, very first right out of the box, we're going to talk about American Idol and the crazy experience that was, the, the noisy people and the auditioning and the waiting in line and the five dollar and fifty cent cokes and me driving out in the middle of nowhere we're going to go through all this um we're going to do a play-by-play and then after that i'm going to get a little deeper in touch with you guys talk about you know we might date for a few minutes uh we'll bounce each other's ideas off except i'll be talking and you won't be doing anything but listening anyway this podcast is going to just kind of incorporate all of my ideas you guys are going to be really lucky if you'll be able to keep up with where I'm headed with this. First thing on the list right now is American Idol. Um, my God, what a crazy experience that was. I saved up uh, as much money as I could. Uh, picked up Jeff. We were supposed to go out there and uh, head up there with um, a certain somebody, but she wound up getting arrested. <laughs> we headed up there probably around... 12.30, 1 o'clock at night, and uh, pulled in, you know, we got to park right by the arena, which was nice, that's something I didn't expect to happen, um, right there by the arena, we didn't have to go very far, so we got in the back of the pickup, and hit record, and started recording some songs, the, what you just heard right before me talking here, that was that was part of the songs we were recording, that's Jeff doing Tighten Up by uh, Black Keys, but. We went up there, took a left-hand cur- uh, turn around the corner, realized we were going the wrong way, wound up in some construction site, uh, ran over a whole bunch of nails, boards, lifts, etc. So we turned around and went the other way. Found out there was a whole ton of people lined up in front of this building. It was crazy. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, maybe. 1, one thirty. We come around the corner, there's a ton of people already there. Tabitha Mitchell, you guys were uh, part of that group. We were probably recording music in our truck whenever you pulled up, but whole ton of people <laughs> was out there, already lined up for this deal. It hasn't even made it to, uh, you know, two or three yet. And the bars haven't even closed yet, and these people are waiting in line. So, first we just kind of sit around, goof off, find out what's going on, you know, kind of get a feel for the atmosphere, and Took off, went back the other way. 
walked up to our trucks, got our guitars, turned around to go walking back. And I realized immediately that, uh, that I left my uh, wallet in there, so I had to turn around and go get it back because, you know, you got to get that stuff before, uh, before you can go in there and register. But anyway, this is Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday night. No, no, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Um, I guess this would be, what is that, 18th, 17th of July? But we take off, we go up there and line up with all these people, and we're sitting around. Such a collection of weird people, too, man. Some dude looked like Billy Idol, had these freaking crazy pants on. Just a people of Walmart type collection of people, you know what I mean? Just weird-ass people, but anyway... We go up there, we start playing some songs, you know, sing along. And my dumb, retard self decided I'm going to sing all night. This is this factors in later, I'm sure. But anyway, we probably we played probably I don't know five and a half, maybe six hours worth of music, and uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this dude, you know, I mean, we we play a long time, you know. There's there's tons of people out there by this point, and and more we play songs, you know, we're not really paying attention or whatever. We're just doing what we're supposed to do and playing music and people just keep coming by the throngs by five o'clock that place was so full you couldn't even see the end of the line it was so many people oh my god fox news came out there they're walking around you know filming everybody doing their deal asking questions or whatever um they caught us on video twice once of me singing whiskey river and the second time when all of us were singing sweet home oklahoma Kind of a different version of Sweet Home Alabama that I kind of altered at the last minute with the help of a couple of people out there. If you know who you are, hello. Uh, catch me on Facebook. You know, we'll hang out later and come to my shows. And I might think about putting you up on stage and singing some songs with us. But anyway, so we're out there hanging out, you know, playing music. All of a sudden, this dude with a guitar comes up there he starts trying to get these people motivated and i give props to the guy man i mean the cool dude was a cool cat man uh always out there always trying to get people motivated which was what we were doing i mean so i can't really give him any props there but he kept trying to get like the side to compete or whatever by that point man it's it's seven o'clock almost it's probably six thirty seven o'clock and i'm ready to get in there and get signed up so we can get out of there because i gotta go to work in the morning well Anyway, we're up at the front, and, and this is where they get you. It, it, I know I'm going off on a rabbit trail here, but this is this is where my rant of American Idol starts, right here. This is just telling my detail of the journey up there and all the craziness there, but this is where they get you. They know for a fact that you're going to come up there around whatever time you arrive, 10, 30, 11, 12, 1 o'clock. If you you know you want to get an early spot in the in the rehearse or the not the rehearsal but the you know what I'm talking about the audition you want to go up there and audition early so you get up there early they know that you're going to be up there for that long so they automatically set you in a bad mood by having really shitty employees with really crappy attitudes telling you what to do at like seven o'clock in the morning after you've already been there for you know hours hours and in mine and Jeff's case. We were up there already, you know, telling these people what we were going to do and, and, like, just, you know, trying to get them motivated and, like, woo, you know, it's Oklahoma, American Idol, everybody, 
you know, seeing Garth Brooks Smith me and, and shit, you know, just trying to get people motivated. They already know that we're going to be tired by this point, so it's 7 o'clock. They finally, after all this time of us sitting out there, if they told us it was 5 o'clock, they're going to open the doors at 7. And as soon as they open the doors, I mean, it's like a madhouse. People start rushing up there just so they can go get their stupid wristbands and, they, and their sheets they got to fill out. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on those stupid papers. But anyway, we take off. We run up there. We get our deals. And the whole time we're trying to get up there to get our our wristbands and our papers, these guys are like, hey, get back. Get back. Everybody, slow down. Slow down. Just complete jerks. I mean, they know what kind of nonsense we've been through at this point. Just complete jerks. There's a way that you deal with people, and there's a way you don't deal with people. These people don't know how to deal with people. But we get up there, we get our rest bands, and we're so tired. Me and Jeff are freaking exhausted. We've had very little to drink because we didn't plan ahead very well. And plus, we're also not, you know, we don't have a lot of money. We're starving musicians. Buy our album, buy our album. And the whole time we've been there, people have been calling us Jay and Silent Bob because. I've got long hair, and I sometimes wear beanies. That day I did, uh, like an idiot. I know it's summertime, but it keeps the hair out of my face, especially when you're playing guitar. I don't want to have to deal with my hair when I'm playing guitar. But anyway, so we get all this stuff taken care of and go to head out, and everybody's like, hey, bye, or whatever, after we were already on the news twice for those um, two songs and played music with everybody. So everybody knew who we were. And so we took off, and we got in our truck, and... Jeff and I are just really stupid tired by this point, and I take off on the wrong direction of the road. Like, I'm, we get off on I-40, and I'm thinking we're going east. We're not. We're going west. We headed out towards El Reno, wound up stopping at a Denny's, and uh, Jeff and I were like, well, you know what, man? I mean, we're hungry. We got a few bucks. They haven't drank anything, and all I want at this point is a freaking Dr. Pepper, like, it's just been one of those nights, so, or days, or whatever you want to call it, but bless that lady's heart, she was a really nice waitress, and anyway, she, she gave us our food, and sat down, ate the food, man, it was good, turned around, got outside, realized that I'd left my keys in the freaking car, and locked both of the doors, so we sat out there for I don't know how long, oh my god, it seemed like forever, Trying to get this stupid rod in there, getting all these, trying to get these keys out of the freaking car. I mean, got them all looped around or whatever. And it was in the center console, which made it even worse. And I don't have power locks. So, it was a futile attempt in the beginning. I mean, Fuqua should have realized that that was a futile attempt. It was terrible. We finally, you know, we get exhausted of doing this, but we're like, we'll try it one more time. And, and the people at Denny's, they're so nice. They were trying to give us hangers and big, long, huge, or not even huge, but just really long pieces of wire so we could get it hooked up. Never happened. And I got mad because, you know, well, if anybody knows me well enough, I don't like to do the same tasks for very long. Like, let's get it done, let's get it knocked out, move to the next thing. Jeff and I are just like, oh my god, can't get it done, man. So this dude drives by in the Chevy pickup and stops. But this dude pulls up and he says, hey, I don't think them keys is going to help them tires none. And pointed out our tire and lo and behold, 
our tire's real low. It's not flat, but it's low. And we're like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, whatever. And he drives off. So we're exhausted. We're trying to get these keys out of there. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. Just went through that whole nonsense of the night before. And uh, I stick a screwdriver into the keyhole and kept wrenching on it until finally I broke the, the keyhole out and was able to open the door, get in the truck. It looked really retarded. It looked like I was trying to carjack my own vehicle. Get done with this, and my God, we took off. We drove all the way back home, um, just exhausted. I went to bed, got up the next morning. Uh, well, <laughs> I went to bed at 9.50 probably, 10 o'clock when we finally got home, 10.30, I don't know, late. Got back up at about 12.45 and went to work. Worked that whole day. So after I got done working that day shift, I went home, went to bed. And then Friday, um, I guess that would be Thursday night, uh, we took off and went up there again. Parked almost in the same spot. And, of course, Jose came with us, Jason Johnson. You guys, thanks for coming out there and hanging out with us. Jason, uh, you obviously either um, didn't audition or you didn't make it. Don't worry, brother, we didn't either. It was good to see you, man. I'm glad we got to hang out. It's been a long time. Anyway, we came back up there um, on Friday, kind of the same nonsense, except uh, we were stacked out on the other side of the street. It wasn't at the uh, audition line anymore, it was on the other side. Um, we lined up there, and we tried to do the same thing. It didn't really work as as well as it did on Thursday. Um, tried to get people motivated, you know what, and sing, and, hey, all right, sweet home Oklahoma, and lots of people got down or whatever, but... While we were in line, we came over there with our guitars or whatever. It was after I, um, after I told everybody, you know, that we were on Fox News, and I met some really cool people. Um, Devin, you're a cool chick. Keep rocking on with your bad self. Um, all the rest of you girls that were up there and dudes too. Um, we appreciate you guys getting down. Thank you to the uh, to the. Uh, wonderful um black little group up there uh, all you guys uh, when we were doing the uh, hip-hop songs i appreciate you guys getting down with us i swear to god when i said the n-word it was not derogatory in any sense of the imagination i was just repeating rap rap lyrics to uh the same old tune you know everybody does the two chord jump around but anyway so we get done um Get done with that. Some lady was next to us. God bless her heart. She must have been really tired and really ugly as well. And you are a terrible individual. But she got all mad because I was sitting in her spot, I guess. She wanted to push out this blanket and lay down on it. Well, I'm in her way. And even though I have virtually nowhere to go, I'm in her way. So she gets mad and bent out of shape. Tells me, hey, listen up, buddy. You need to move yourself, you know. Kind of one of those checkity-check yourself before you wreck yourself things. And I got all upset with her, you know, pissed off because I'd been there for pretty much ever already. And I'm like, lady, listen, <laughs> there's not really much I can do here, sweet cheeks. Like, it's not like I can pick all these people up in front of me and move them to the side so you might have some comfort. Uh, there's really virtually nowhere I can go. And Jeff... 
It's like, hey, you don't have to be a tool about it. You know what I mean? Just a very eventful day. Very eventful day. So we go through a couple more songs, and now we're all starting to get really tired. And Jeff and I have been drinking NOS and anything to keep us hydrated all day. They open up the uh, front area with all the producers and whatnot, and the producer comes out there and asks everybody to sing Sweet Home, or not Sweet Home, Oklahoma. We did that on uh, Tuesday. He wanted us to sing Oklahoma, you know, the state song. And I know it sounds terrible, but I haven't sang the song in ages, so I don't remember the words completely past the, when the wind comes sweeping down the plains part. So we get up there to sing the uh, Oklahoma song, which sounds terrible because... You know, I'm Frank Sinatra lover, and I love Dean Martin and and all the classics. Oh my God, there's so many of them. Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain, Casablanca. But I've I've yet to see Oklahoma. Um, it's something that I'd never really got into in high school or whatever. So they go to sing this song, and they start off with a big oh. Well, it sounded kind of like this. It was like oh nobody would start the song the, the o's would just drag on for hours for hours and hours it's like um excuse me there's a part where you go Oklahoma where the wind nobody ever got to that point it wasn't one of those deals where everybody was just you know kind of like Oklahoma, where it, everybody was just staring at each other, like, are you going to start it? It was the most bizarre experience I'd ever had. I was like, are we going to start this song? We're just going to continue to sing these big, long O's. Like, we, if it was Seuss books, we'd already filled the whole page full of O's. Like, somebody start this damn thing. Well, the producer got all mad, and he'd been out of shape, and he had his little bullhorn and his gay-ass haircut, and his freaking... <coughs> multi-million dollar watch thing on. Has his little bullhorns yelling at people. He's like, does anybody know this song? Are we going to sing this song? Alright, we're going to try this again. Ready? Here we go. Same thing, second time. Oh! Just on and on and on. It's like nobody could ever break that mold. So finally, like, I got really sick and tired of this and I quit singing. And so did Jeff. Like, both of us were like, dude, this is stupid. Like, why do we got to keep doing this? I thought we were going to audition for American Idol. What are we shooting cutscenes for? What I found out later is that they were going to shoot all the cutscenes for Oklahoma then, so they don't have to come back later, even though they make you think that they're, you know, going back and forth and it's a big, long process. No. 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 It was not a three-day process. It was not a week-long process. It was a 10, 15, 20-minute process that they drug on for hours because they don't know how to organize their own crap. For crying out loud, they lost two of their judges this year because the judges didn't care about stinking around. Apparently, it's not a good company, nor is it a good TV show because their idea of what is real and what is not is so skewed, I don't even know where to begin. We get up there and we're singing this Oklahoma song for hours, but we could only sing the first O part. Nobody can ever get past the O part. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, alright, this, this is dumb. I'm not singing this song anymore until somebody gets off with the Oklahoma part and then I'll start in. So I'm just like, whatever. And they kept buzzing the, the camera over the top of us and I'm like, woo, giving it the shocker and stuff because I'm so tired of this experience already. 
they get done with, uh, you know, they're arguing back and forth about what they're going to do. And he's like, all right, we're going to try this one more time. Ready? And this time, everybody took off. Until the point when they got to, and the waving wheat, and it just sounded like a bunch of muffled nonsense. Like, nobody knew the rest of the words. It was the most ridiculous, horrible, retarded excuse of good talent in America that I've ever seen. Like, there's no wonder they came to Oklahoma, because they know all of us are backwoods southern hillbillies that can't get the... They don't, we don't even know what the right words is half the time. We can't even spell. These people think that we're going to go down there and sing this group song with 6,000 people. What do they expect? So they get all down there. They're like, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains and the waving wind. That's what it sounded like. Just a bunch of mumbled nonsense. So the producer gets P.O.'d. I'm talking, he is so mad right now, he could probably spit nails and kill someone. And Seacrest, I guess his little plane landed out of his little jet thing, or whatever he fucking flies. And they come down there like, alright, here we go, ready? Um, Ryan Seacrest, everybody, yay! Like, it's supposed to be somebody awesome. I don't know anything Ryan Seacrest has done except look absolutely gorgeous to the ladies. Like, what is this dude's claim to fame did he all of a sudden one day realize that he could perk his hair up and talk like a faggot is that his whole deal because i don't understand what his whole you know uh, oh i'm ryan seacrest an american idol I, great dude great i could probably pull somebody off in davenport to do the same thing you do i could walk down the street and be like hey man I want you to say this line and say it like you're on freaking The Price is Right, and they'll probably pay you a hundred bucks to do it. I don't know one person that would not do this. Seacrest lands in his little prop job and comes out there in his $7,000 wardrobe and starts yelling at people like, Hey, you guys going to be the next Mercanado? Who's the next Mercanado? Everybody's going crazy, throwing their hats in the air and shooting guns off. Anyway, they're going crazy, you know, acting like, I guess everybody thought it was an Oklahoma player or something, who knows. Anyway, so this guy gets done with his little instructions, and I gotta skip a lot of this because, oh my god, it was, it was boring as crap. We go inside, finally, after waiting forever, they don't give us any kind of free water, free drinks, hey, thanks for showing up, thanks for doing three hours worth of cutscenes, nothing. They treat you like BS, they don't care about you. And they're hoping that you leave after that because they already got their crowd participation points. You know what I mean? They've got, they wanted that. They got it. They got all the cutscenes. And I'm, you're welcome, Fox, for working for you for free and American Idol for all your stupid, oh, retarded crap that you did to my mental psyche. Anyways, <laughs> I say that in the most utmost of hearts with a Christian attitude. There's a gay couple behind us, and wow, gay couple. I'm telling you, if they were not any more gay, I think Elton John would blush. It, it was ridiculous. The, it was a big old fat black dude. No offense to the fat people, I'm not prejudiced, prejudiced, prejudiced against fat people in any way, shape, or form, nor do I care how big or small you are. It's not one of those things where I'm going to go crazy about your size. I'm just saying this dude was rather large, and he was black, 
and he talked with a lisp. He really liked to get down with the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his deal. I don't judge, but it's annoying. I mean, you know, I'm single. I haven't been anywhere really romantically in a while, so it's irritating because I'm like, gay dudes, yippee. These two guys behind us are going off about all the different people. Oh my God, look what she's wearing and all this other crap. And, and, and But the gay black dude had his little boy toy with him. And the boy toy was a skinny white kid. Blew my mind. Glad they can explore that kind of... Whatever you want to call it. Anyways... They're going off about their nonsense and all their people that they're digging and what who they're not digging. But Jeff and I are sitting there and then they they film the whole shining camera thing where they go across the crowd and everybody is flashing their camera lenses to make it look like there's a bunch of flashes. Ugh. It's all fake. None of that's real. But, uh... So, Ryan Seacrest gets up there, shows us a little commercial. He's like, oh, do you want to be in this commercial next year? <laughs> Here's all the winners. We're like, hey, great, good for you people. We've already been in line and sitting there and been dehydrated for now ongoing, I don't know how long, from Tuesday on pretty much because we didn't really get any sleep Wednesday or Thursday. So they go on about their little business and show this little skit about who can be the next American Idol. Like, ugh. Get on with it. I'd been singing for two days now, so my voice is a little bit scratchy. I mean, it's already scratchy enough, but now it sounds like, you know, a bad version of Johnny Lane, which I tried to capitalize on and did not work. Get up there, find out that uh, you got to go through, um, they got 10 booths, 12 booths, mind you, 12 booths set up, two judges to a booth, they didn't have enough judges to fill, so it was actually 10 booths, two of which were single judges, two of them did not have anything uh, in them, so it was just 10 active booths with uh, two of them being one person doing the judging. I got one of the booths with one person. Jeff got one with one. They traded out, but anyway, Jeff was a little bit ahead of me. He was in a group of four. I was in a group of four. Um, chick in front of me, a gorgeous, tall, blonde chick. She'll probably be on the American Idol. You guys probably see her. Can't miss her. It's kind of hard to miss because she's so pretty. Uh, my number, uh, you can find my number on Facebook. Uh, I love you, but no, <laughs> anyway, this chick was gorgeous, um, I don't really know what to think of how she sang, because I couldn't hear it very well, but I'm pretty sure that she hit a lot of bad notes, so honey, I have news for you, um, I think you're gorgeous, I think you make it, don't think you're gonna make, um, the final, and I certainly don't think they're gonna put you on the show for very long if you continue to sing off key notes. Then the next four go up in front of me, and it's just a bunch of you know empty heads to me. I, I don't really, I'm not really paying attention to the entire crowd. There's only like six people in this whole crowd that I'm even paying attention to or care about at this point. And they go up and they sing their little songs. Some chick in a wheelchair sang opera. I think good for her. I <laughs> hope 
I hope she does something with that opera voice in her wheelchair. But I came up there and I sang Johnny Lang, Give Me Up Again, and I belted it to this dude. People can say what they want about my voice or how I sing, but I try to put emotion into everything I do. I try to make the listener know that they were there by, by you know, just hearing the amount of emotion or power that I put into something. So that that's kind of my, my you know, my special power, I guess, if I was a superhero. Anyway, I pumped to this dude with, I mean, just lots of volume. Jeff, the same way. Couldn't see really who was in his group. If you want to talk to him about it, I'm sure he's got stories. But he goes up there and sings um, Tighten Up by the Black Keys. Both of us did really, really good jobs, I thought. And my voice didn't let out remarkably. I was worried about it before, but it kind of evened out, you know. And it's not something that I was really worried about whenever um, I was done with it. But anyway, uh, and the other three in my group sang. Some dude next to me was really good. Really dressed the part. Thought he was going to get a ticket. Nobody got a ticket. They pulled us up there, all four of us at the time. The judge proceeded to tell us that he was setting a high bar. And I'm like, really? Did you hear the chick before me? But before I was leaving, the dude told me that I had a raspy voice and they weren't really looking for blues. And this is where um, my rant comes in about American Idol. This is where I tell you it's not real. Like, all this stuff is acceptable up to this point. This is the main thing that I that I figured out and that I understand why and now it makes me mad. Um, people would not normally act this way unless they were provoked. I'm upset. I'm angry. I've had no food, no water for the past three days down near. I am exhausted and I want to go home. I've uh, broke the key to my car by this. I've drove in the wrong direction. I've had to work many, many, many hours with no stopping and no rest. I'm really tired. With that all being said, I take off around the corner. I go up there to the uh, loser's exit is what they called it. And the whole time you're headed up there, the people taking off your wristbands and getting your papers. Before I go any farther, real quick. Papers. They give you these papers to fill out. And, you know, kind of a brief description of yourself. And you forget about these things until you're about to go in. So then you start frantically. I mean, just going through, just, just you know, writing all this stuff down. But why, why, I don't understand this. This should be a requirement after. If you actually get the thing, they should ask you about yourself after the fact. This should not be before. It should be based on your performance and your vocal ability. It is not. It's based about your life story and things that you can add to a reality TV show. So when they say reality TV, kids, it's not real. Anyway, we walk up and uh, get our wristband snipped off. We give the judge our papers before that, after we, uh, you know, before we audition, after we leave. We're walking up there, and all the people that I've seen from that point were complete total dicks. Like, you've been sitting in line this whole time paying $5 for sodas and sitting in line and sitting in line and sitting in line and listening to people sing horrible and auditioning with, like, 20 other cats and all this other crap, and they start acting like jerks. They're like, Where's your wristband? Do you have a wristband? You need to get out of this building. Go up the stairs. Get it. Get out of here. Blah blah blah. 
And the second you opened up the doors from the winner's exit, I was so mad at this point, I can't even begin to comprehend anything that's going on except for the sound of my footsteps and how many feet I am from the door. Open up the door, and these people have got still cameras, they got video cameras, and they got people to sit there and provoke you into making a scene of yourself. I come walking through the door, and I'm trying to get past everybody. I push past everybody so I can get out the door, and apparently they caught on to the fact that I didn't want to talk to nobody, and they picked up on that and took off running towards me. This other black guy in front of me was like, Oh, it's coming back, man. Oh, it's 2013. I'm coming back, man. I'm going to rock the world and whatever, and I'm just like, get out of my way. So I get past this dude, and this dude with this video camera starts following me to the door, and he's like, what'd they say, man? I was like, well, they just pretty much said that I wasn't what they were looking for, dude. And I get past him, I'm trying to go up the stairs so I can get out of this building, and he's like, well, what's next? And I don't know why, but I turned around, I was like, man, I'm so mad about this, I don't even want to talk to this guy, I don't even want to see another human being at this point except for Jeff, so we can get our asses in the truck and get back to Chandler so I can go to bed. And I turned around, I was like, really? Really? Why would you even ask this? Apparently, uh, you know, I came out of the loser's exit. I'm so mad at this point, I turned around and said, the next show, man. This was one show. I've got a show after this. Have a good day. Take off walking. The cops are all escorting you out and whatever. Man, it's just... It's not real. The whole experience was a complete and total waste of time. I'm not a fan of the American Idol system or, or series. Just the way they've got it set up. It's just not... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. If they would, if they actually based it on your, uh, you know, on your ability, your talent, um, that would be another thing, but they don't. Um, it's just a bunch of hoaxed up nonsense. Bring it, bring it, bring it.